Let's get right into this. This is back with the Saw and Gerd channel. I'm your host, Gerd. Saw won't be joining us today. He had some other prior um, things that were holding him up. But today, that's not important. Today, what's important is what did you eat for breakfast? I had some waffles and pancakes and french toast. You know, you gotta have the trifecta. Actually, no. I wanted that, but like, you know. That's what I wanted for breakfast. But today, we're going to be talking about something very interesting. Magnets. Hot magnets. So, I was wondering, if there was a large vat of, like, liquid iron, like, my jump shot wet, like, iron that's, like, liquid, liquid hot, if you had a large magnet, would all that metal be attracted to that magnet or something like that and i I thought that would be kind of scary to work in like a factory like that because you know it's just hot metal shooting at you it's very scary and i did a little research and i found here's what i found let's start with the introduction what are magnets well first let's take it back now take it back to 1820, that's about, like, almost 200 years, 200 years ago, there was this, uh, there was this cool guy, professor, who taught physics, uh, in, uh, 1820, Hans Christian Ersted, okay, he was teaching his class, and he was like, yo, class, I got this wire, I got this compass, he turns on the wire, and the needle wasn't facing the wire, and he put it right next to it, and then he turns on the wire, and the needle points to the wire he turns it off the needle points back to where it was he turns it on the other way with the flow going the other way and the needle the other side of the needle points to the wire so what he like demonstrated was uh that um this was a basic thing where he demonstrated how electric currents and magnetic fields are related and actually electric fields and magnetic fields are pretty similar also so um magnets what are magnets well we know magnets have two poles you got that north pole and south pole like the earth that's actually what they were named after and the earth actually has a magnetic pole and it protects us from the sun and stuff and this so if you had the two of the same poles north north south south they actually repel each other but if you have opposite poles they come together because you know opposites attract and usually materials with iron like that iron man can be magnetic i mean some others can be magnetic magnets Iron can be magnetic, but it can also be a permanent magnet. So it can other things, but it usually has iron in it, and usually depends on the molecular properties of that material. And some metals like iron, nickel, cobalt, and some alloys of rare earth m- metals are attracted to magnets, even though they themselves are not the permanent magnets. So let's talk about that magnetic field. I was talking about that earlier. And, huh? Huh? Oh, okay. So I was given the word by our writers that we actually have a couple of sponsors. So I'm going to slip that in here. Um, one of our sponsors today, very, very nice, um, very nice people, very nice people, very generous. And 
they helped fund this episode today. So this episode is sponsored by the Britannica Science Community. Thank you, Britannica Science Community. Go check them out. They got a lot of information on all kinds of stuff. And the OmniScience online organization. They also have many interesting things to talk about. And they were very beneficial to this episode today. So go check those two places out. Britannica.com. www.britannica.com. And www.omnicsonline.org. Omnic. O-M-I-C-S-O-N-L-I-N-E.org. You know, you got it. You got it. So those are some of our sponsors for today. Let's get back into magnetic fields. Magnetics, mag, magnets produce magnetic fields just like electricity produces electric fields. So, like, they're similar, like, you know, Hulk and Thor. Hulk's the magnets and Thor is electricity. Yeah, yeah. And if the lines of the magnetic fields are more crowded, the stronger the magnetic field. And it also works that way with the electric field. So, if they got the more things in there, they get swole and the magnets get stronger and but the thing about magnets right you can't isolate the magnetic poles right so like electricity you can isolate electric thing and it's just isolated and it um, produces electricity magnets no 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 they don't work that way they don't work that way so if you have a magnet like a bar magnet right and one the top is north and the bottom is south right you chop that magnet in half you don't got a North Pole and a South Pole isolated. Nah, nah, nah. You got two magnets now. Two for the price of one. And those both have independent magnetic poles. You know, the top and bottom, top and bottom. You know. So it's like you chop chop it in half and you got double. It's like one, one plus one is two. And one times one is one together. They were one together because they're magnets. And... uh. This happens because the magnets, they have to always have closed loops. They can't have loose ends because loose ends are weak. There's no room for the weak here. So let's get back to the main question now that we've covered magnets a little more. So um, there's this thing, right? It's pretty cool. It's called the Curie point. It's a temperature, temperature, right? Yeah, it's just a temperature. And it's a temperature that magnets loses magnetism. So you can't have like a burning pot of metal flying at you. I mean, if it's like gallium, I don't think gallium's magnetic, but it feels like gallium and gallium was magnetic. I guess you could do that. But um, so let's let's talk about nickel. Okay, nickel, for instance. It's made up of atoms, right? Everything's made up of atoms. Nickel's made up of atoms. I'm made up of atoms. French toast is made up of atoms. But nickel, it's not a magnet itself. It can be attracted to magnets, but it's not a magnet. So the atoms in the nickels, and because um, those atoms are attracted to the magnets because of their electron spin, mostly. And those atoms are grouped into these little things called domains, like a little group of people that are, it's like classes almost, 
and one's an English class, one's math class, but all the English people should be studying for English, so that's what they're doing. They're all studying for English and facing towards the teacher. And the math class over here, they should all be studying math. And they're all studying math, facing the teacher in the same direction. So those are called domains where the atoms are in their separate groups and they're all facing one way. But in the material nickel we're talking about, there are different domains and the domains can face different ways than other domains. So we got the math class here facing north, but they're all facing the teacher. And we got the English class here facing south, but they're all facing the teacher. But that's fine because they're in different domains. But if those domains point towards a magnet, all the domains and all the atoms point towards the magnet. So these magnets are called ferromagnetic material, okay? And because of those domains, that's why nickel is usually not a magnet. So, but if you put them in the field, like over there, and you put them next to, or in the field of a permanent magnet, all the little domains would be attracted to it. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's how a ferromagnetic material works. All the domains will point in the same direction if caught in the field of a permanent magnet. So the nickel is like, hey, hey, that neodymium magnet, neodymium magnet. Hey, look at me. Look at me. Yeah. Yeah. I see you right here. So they get attracted to each other and they have an attraction. But this thing, the thing is, there's a little fire between them, little spark. And this heats up the nickel. The nickel gets nervous. He's like, hmm, maybe this iron neodymium is out of my league. He gets nervous, but he's still attracted to her. So the nickel gets closer to the magnet, but gets nervous. And if there's a heat source, he's like, hey, hey, why this AC so, so low? Turn the AC up. But no one turns the AC up. So the nickel gets heated up. It starts shaking. All the atoms start shaking. But he's like, I'm still going. He gets close. And the atoms are shaking more. And the heat heats up. It heats up. Heats up higher. And it gets to this point. He's like, nah, nah, I'm out of here. That is the Curie point. Where the metal, actually, it heats up to such a high point. It gets nervous to talk to the magnet. And... It heats up to a point where atoms are shaking so much that nothing is actually pointing at the, none of the magnets are actually pointing at the metal anymore. They're all just moving super randomly and none of, none of them are pointing at the metal anymore. So nothing is attracted to the metal. So the magnetism falls away and he's like, okay, I'm gonna go over there, cool down, regroup, come back. So the nickel goes to the magnet, gets heated up. Atoms move everywhere, falls away. There's no attraction anymore. And then once it cools down, the, the domains re regroup 
and the process starts over again. So recap, magnets, they got two poles. This guy named Hans Christian Ersted, cool guy, looking to magnets. And then there's this curry point, not a curry point, because then it would be wet, like my jump shot. Not a curry point, curry point. And that's when the metal goes to the magnet, heats up, atoms move, not attracted, goes away. And it loses its magnetism. So that's pretty much what today's episode was about. This is Gerd signing off. Stay tuned for the next episode. See you later.